Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a new book by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson and published by Harvest House Publishers is a resource that will help you share your faith with Latter-day Saint friends and loved ones. Order your copy of Introducing Christianity to Mormons at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Can you be saved and reject the message in the Book of Mormon? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Yesterday we were looking at a citation that was given by a 19th century Mormon apostle by the name of Orson Pratt. It's found in a publication called Divine Authenticity of the Book of Mormon. It was printed in Liverpool, England in 1850. But the reason why we wanted to cite it is because Orson Pratt spells out the very serious nature of the Book of Mormon, which is, of course, a unique set of scriptures to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He went to the extent to say that the nature of the message in the Book of Mormon is such that if true, no one can possibly be saved and reject it. If false, no one can possibly be saved and receive it. As I brought out in yesterday's show, that last portion really spells out why we do what we do. We do not believe that the Book of Mormon is of God. We do not believe it's ancient scripture. We do feel that it runs in the category of 19th century fiction, even though it has a religious theme to it. But if a Latter-day Saint believes that, it should compel us as Christians to want to present the truths that we have found regarding the Book of Mormon and its errors to the Latter-day Saint so that they can make a more informed decision regarding the, their belief about this book. But it doesn't just end there with the personal salvation or damnation of an individual, whether you accept or reject the Book of Mormon. It even goes to the extent of telling us whether or not the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a true church or a false church. There was a statement made by B.H. Roberts, Brigham H. Roberts, that spells this out. This was in his book, New Witnesses for God, Volume 3, page 121. He said, The church so brought into existence cannot be true, and the Book of Mormon false. If the book be not true, Joseph Smith is an imposter, a false prophet, and an imposter and false prophet cannot found a true church of Christ. Therefore, if the church be the true church of Christ, it is evidence quite conclusive that the book so inseparably connected with it, so vitally related to it, is also true. Of course, the conception is possible that both the church and the book may be false, but it is inconceivable that one could be true and the other false. I would tend to agree with what Roberts is saying there. It's kind of like an either-or situation. You can't have it both ways. And I think he's making a good point, but his point is still very serious. 
When he says the church so brought into existence, this would be, of course, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as it came to be known, that was founded by Joseph Smith, where he says it cannot be true in the Book of Mormon false. Well, why would that be? I guess it's because Roberts understands how these two issues are so tied together. I guess it's kind of like that circular reasoning that I talk about a lot when it comes to Latter-day Saints believing that Joseph Smith is a prophet. Well, why do you believe that he's a prophet? Well, he brought forth an ancient scriptural work, the Book of Mormon. Well, how do you know the Book of Mormon is an ancient scriptural work? Well, because it was brought forth by a prophet. Of course, that's circular reasoning. We wouldn't look at that as being a good argument for Joseph Smith or for the Book of Mormon. But many Latter-day Saints tend to think that way. We might find fault with that kind of thinking, but the fact remains— Many of them do. If they do, we need to meet them where they are. The difficulty, of course, becomes trying to get the Latter-day Saint to even wanting to examine the Book of Mormon from what we would consider a reasonable perspective. Remember, the reason they believe the Book of Mormon in the first place is not because of evidence. Most Latter-day Saints will tell you they believe the Book of Mormon merely because they prayed and asked God whether this text was really true, and they feel that the Holy Spirit manifested to them that it was true. So your evidence, Christian, is probably not going to be all that important when compared to this divine revelation that they feel that they have received when they prayed about the book. This is how dangerous it becomes when a person wants to make judgments based on their subjective feelings. And that's exactly what this is. They may have felt that they were praying to God, but of course, The Holy Spirit of the New Testament is never going to testify that something is true when, in fact, it is false. So that could not come from the Holy Spirit of the New Testament. I don't remember a time where Peter or Paul said, pray about it to see if it's true. Pray about what we're saying. They always said, check us out. Acts chapter 17, the Bereans are considered to be more noble than the Thessalonians. Why? Because they actually read the scriptures to see if what Paul was teaching was true. 1 Thessalonians 5.21, test how much? Everything. How about 1 John 4.1, test the spirits to see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So we must remember that prayer, while it's a spiritual thing, we do believe in prayer. We don't believe in praying for things that God has already revealed. Exactly. But when it comes to this idea of testing the Book of Mormon that I was mentioning earlier, I want to look at a statement that was made by the 13th president of the church. His name was Ezra Taft Benson. He said this, he said, All scripture is not of equal value. The book that is the keystone of our religion, and that will get a man nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book, needs to be studied constantly. Now, we're going to address that statement that he cites here, because that's a quotation from Joseph Smith. But Benson also said in his book, A Witness and a Warning, and this is found on page 31, we are not required to prove the Book of Mormon is true or is an authentic record through external evidences, though there are many. It never has been the case, nor is it now, that the studies of the learned will prove the Book of Mormon true or false. I guess the problem that I have with a statement like this is it tends to show us 
how anti-intellectual many Latter-day Saints are when it comes to this book that makes historical truth claims, makes anthropological truth claims, and makes theological truth claims. I would never say that about the Bible. I would never say that we're not required to prove the Bible to the best as we can, to the best of our ability to tell ourselves whether or not this is a book worth putting our trust in. You see, that's where I was when I became a Christian. I didn't really know all the issues before I became a believer, certainly not all the issues that I know now that I've been a believer for over four decades. But I certainly wanted to satisfy myself with even some of the basics. And what I mean by that is, when this book speaks of real people, real places, and real events— Did those people really exist? Did those places really exist? Did those events really take place? Now, I know that's very basic, but once I was satisfied that there seemed to be enough evidence to show that at least in those categories, the Bible was reliable, I then was ready to hear the spiritual message that the Bible had for me. And as I've said many times, the Book of Mormon doesn't even offer that luxury to members of the LDS Church. It does not offer that luxury to anyone who's investigating the Book of Mormon. There is no evidence for this. This is why I say it should rightfully be classed as a 19th century fiction. Well, Bill, a Latter-day Saint who's listening to you right now might be thinking to himself, it sounds like you're a rationalist. You're a person who has to have the facts, and, and you don't have enough spiritual sense going on right now. Why won't you pray about the Book of Mormon to just see possibly. You haven't taken that final test. The reason why is because I see no New Testament mandate to do so. As you said earlier, there's no place in the New Testament that says we should pray about things like this. It never says pray about the Bible. I've never prayed about the Bible in the same way that Latter-day Saints have prayed about the Book of Mormon. I've been challenged to test. I've been challenged to examine. And that's exactly what I've done. When it comes to the Book of Mormon, they're being told, don't even bother with this. Right. I think that's dangerous, especially since the Book of Mormon makes so many truth claims that can be falsified. And this goes back to the point that you're raising there, Eric. It would be wrong for me to say that I have faith in the Book of Mormon when my faith is based on things that have been proven false. Why would I consider that to be a positive? You see, faith is basically trusting in something that has not been proven. But to believe in something or to have faith in something that evidence shows has been disproven, that's not faith. That's foolishness. And that's our message to the Latter-day Saint. We have a genuine concern for them as individuals. We are very concerned about their spiritual welfare, that we see danger signs in this book and the package that comes with the book, that we want to express this to the Latter-day Saint, hopefully that they will see that we're not just saying this because we have something ought against you. We're saying this because we have everything in favor for you. We want you to experience the best God has for you in the hereafter. And we don't think that believing in the Book of Mormon or being attached to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going to meet that end. We call it inference to the best explanation. We take a look at what the evidence says. We look both ways when we cross the street. 
Why do we do that? Because we know that cars are going by. So you're going to have to use the evidence. Remember Bill Bright? Years and years ago, he put together the four spiritual laws, and he put together a little train. What was the locomotive? Uh, That was the facts. And then he had the second car would be the faith. And then the third one would be the feelings. Unfortunately, Mormonism has taken the caboose and moved it in front of the engine and put that as better than the facts or your faith. The faith needs to be uh, based on the facts. Paul said, well, why should we believe in the resurrection? 1 Corinthians 15. Well, there were 500 witnesses. He goes through that evidence. Certainly, we want to have a good feeling, but it can't be a feeling if it's not based on the truth. I think I have another problem, too, with some of the, the claims made for the Book of Mormon by various leaders. And one has to do with this idea that the Book of Mormon contains the fullness of the gospel. Now, if I were to say that the Book of Mormon contains the fullness of the gospel, try to set aside all that you know about Mormonism, Eric, for a moment, which I know would be difficult. But when I use the word fullness of the gospel— can be found in the Book of Mormon, what conclusion would you make based on that word fullness tied to the Book of Mormon? Well, certainly it must have all of the doctrines and all the teachings that are the correct teachings that we need to know in order to be able to understand what the gospel is. That's the way I understand the word, and but yet, as we're going to see, that doesn't seem to be the case, even though Church manuals have said that, and a very prominent president of the church said the same thing. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.